In today's show, it's time for a 2021 NBA Draft Mock Draft, the third of them, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. I hope you are enjoying our 2021 NBA draft coverage. Remember, today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our Locked On rooms. Hope you're enjoying our coverage. We have still got, in the next couple of days coming up, um, some more draft prospect uh, previews, or yeah, prospect previews, I guess that's the way of, uh, of phrasing it. Coming up in the next couple of days, uh, or in the next two days, with uh, with Richard from Mavs Draft and the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. But today we're doing my third mock draft of this process. A few changes. I've got, how many guys have I got in the same spot? About seven or eight guys in the same position as I did from mock draft two. So let's talk about who I have, where, and where these guys sit in this mock draft. There is absolutely no surprise at number one. Cade Cunningham is taking the top spot. If you haven't seen any of the mock drafts prior, I'll put his numbers up on the screen there for you. Cunningham's a 6'8 guard initiator, point guard type player who shot actually really well in college, 40% from three, high usage, good free throws, good defender. The don't be concerned by the low assist numbers, they will jump up in the NBA. He is going to be a star. He should go to the Pistons, or he should be a star. I know guarantees of that. I think there's a real chance he's a top 35 fantasy player as a rookie. I think he is a guy that you take inside the top 20 in top 15 in a dynasty league. And I think he's the absolute no-brainer for me, uh, for the Pistons at number one. And this, I guarantee you, this will not be changing through any of the mock drafts that I do. I will not pick anyone else at number one. There is no suspense. There is no surprise. It will always be Cade Cunningham at number one in my mock drafts. And he is at number one in this mock draft going to the Detroit Pistons with pick number one. Now, the you know, things do change because the next couple of guys I've got you know, pretty close. Last mock draft, I had Evan Mobley going at two. I've actually changed my mind and I'm going to push Jalen Green to number two to the Houston Rockets. I still think Mobley is a really good player. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not big on drafting big men super high unless they have absolute game-changing ability. I think Mobley could have that but I'm not not as convinced. Just watching a little bit more of his tape and talking to some more people, there's just a little bit maybe of a of an effort issue at times that I'm a bit worried about. We'll talk about Mobley in a second, but that pushes Green ahead. A dynamic, athletic scorer who's got some ability to be a passer. Hasn't really shown yet, but I think it can come. A guy that has length and some defensive tools. He's not there yet, and he might never become that. But a shot creator, a lead, a lead offensive guy, a dynamic athlete who shoots the three ball well, who did all of this on relatively low usage for the G League Ignite. Yeah, I'm going to take that just as a, a big yeah, 6'5 guard, Jalen Green. Um, I think Houston needs that dynamism, and they could get that from Mobley, because getting a nice wing player who can be a high-level scorer is, I think, uh, I think the option I'll get. I think I'll probably settle 
on Green at number two as we move forward. I don't think I'll go back to Suggs there. Mobley, potentially, we'll see. I'll just do a bit more work on these guys and see what we can come up with. But I think I think we'll stick with Green there at number two. Of course, that means at number three, the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to select Evan Mobley out of USC, seven-foot center, who, again, is quite a good passer. Very good passer, I'd say, for a center. The shooting needs some work. The 69 from the line is discouraging. The the lack of threes is discouraging, but he's a good rebounder, good scorer, good shot blocker, good passer, pretty good defender, decent usage, good efficiency. I think there is, compared to a Bagley or an Ayton or a Wiseman, He's got more game-changing ability to be Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, Carl Anthony Towns. Like to get to that level of center, I think Mobley can do it, and that is worth taking in a in a top yeah top four, top five pick scenario. And whether you want to take him a pick one or not, I think that's that's possible. So Mobley is in the mix there. It will be neck and neck for him uh, and Green to me between two and three. I think the fit with him in Cleveland is pretty good. Um, you're working there. That means they don't have to pay up. $20 million a year for Jarrett Allen, which they almost assuredly would have to in uh, restricted free agency. So Mobley's going to go there at number three. And let's go with the most unsurprising pick of the lot. At number four, Jalen Suggs stays at Toronto. I had him number four in my last mock. He is the last of that top four group to me. So I'm keeping him there at number four to the Toronto Raptors, a guy that can either come off the bench behind Trent and Van Vliet will step up to start next to Van Vliet in future years. A guy that can shoot, a guy that can pass, a guy that can defend, a guy that can fit in where he needs to fit in. Just a super valuable NBA player I I think he's going to become uh, as we move forward in his career and uh, a real bargain for the Raptors to get him at that position given they're probably not as bad as that uh, that draft selection would indicate. This episode is brought to you by Greenroom. Greenroom is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Greenroom is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league, and you'll find fans just like you on Greenroom for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and, of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You can even find locked-on hosts across the NBA, Major League Baseball, and the NHL. I'll be there hosting some rooms soon, so make sure you are signing up. Follow me, Josh Lloyd 48 as well. So go download that free Green Room app, currently available on all iOS devices. I think it's on Android now as well. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NBA group for the latest league updates. I know you'll find tons of incredible rooms across your favorite teams and leagues, and I can't wait to see you on there. Download the Green Room app today. Green Room is changing the way that we talk sports. All right, let's go on to the next selection in this mock draft, and at number five, the Orlando Magic are on the board, and this is you know, last last mock draft. I had Moses Moody going at number five. This mock draft, we're going to go with Moses Moody at number five, not changing anything up there at all. Just having a really you know, good-sized wing, 6'6", guard slash forward, who can shoot, who can score, to fill in that Evan Fournier, James Ennis-type position for the Magic, alongside Akiki and Isaac and Hampton and Anthony and Fultz and those sort of guys. Yeah, Moody, to me, makes sense. They can bring him off the bench. can be a replacement for Terrence Ross eventually. Hopefully, they look to trade Terrence Ross. I just think Moody makes a lot of sense there uh, to take at pick number five. At pick number six, last time we did this, we had the sixth team, which was the Oklahoma City Thunder. 
selecting Josh Giddy from the Adelaide 36ers. Uh, and we're going to stay the same there. So four, five, and six all stay the same. Giddy goes at number six to the Thunder. Giddy, like Cade Cunningham, is a six foot eight point guard. He averaged 11, seven and a half, and seven and a half in Australia. The shooting is a real worry for him, though. 51 true shooting is poor. He did start to show a little bit more confidence in his three point shot as the season went on. But the vision, the rebounding, the assists, the usage, the minutes, all that as an 18 year old in a professional men's league is very impressive from Giddy. His vision is almost second to none in this class, and passing ability is right there. He makes a grown adult NBA professional type passes already. And the Thunder, yes, they have Shea, but yeah, Giddy and Shea together, I think, absolutely works. He's not a great athlete, but he's a superb um, speed player, transition, transition speed, ball movement speed, which I think is almost as important as being a fast runner in a basketball sense, and I think Giddy can be that guy. So... Four, five, and six stay the same. The top six, in fact, stay the same with just that small change in order between two and three from my last mock draft. But after that is where things start to uh, start to change up in terms of positions in the mock draft. Because at number seven last time, we went at number seven with Keon Johnson out of Tennessee going to Golden State. That is changing. And Scotty Barnes, Barnesy, is moving up to number seven for the Warriors. Now, I'm absolutely worried shitless about his shooting and the fact that he can't do it, but he can play all five positions. He can play point guard. He can play point center. He can play point forward. He can defend every position. He can play it offensively. He can pass. The shooting is a real worry. He can probably come in as a bench player immediately for the Warriors and contribute. Could he be the heir apparent to Draymond Green? Maybe. I don't think he ever becomes a shooter or a scorer or anything like that. But the ability as a passer and a, and a, and a um, defender it gets him this position at number uh, number seven in this draft. Uh, a lot of people will push for him to go a bit higher, up to number five. I just don't see him ahead of Moody or Giddy personally, um, but he is a very, very good passer and a very good defender, and that all has you know, tons of value in the NBA. We just, hopefully, he's not a Rajon Rondo that gets left you're completely alone out on the perimeter and you know, gums up everything offensively in that respect. Or does he become a, he's a better shooter than Ben Simmons, he's a more willing shooter than Ben Simmons, but he's still... Not a good shooter. <clears throat> number eight. Last time the Magic at number eight took uh, took Scott Barnes, but he's off the board. So we're going to go with Johnny Kaminga. Back all the way to mock draft number one. I had Kaminga and Moody going to the, the Magic at five and eight. We've just switched the positions around this time. So Moody goes at five and Kaminga goes at eight. Now, at eight. now like Barnes, Kaminga's shooting numbers were horrendous. He's a better shooter than Barnes, but 39 from the field is terrible. 63 from the line is horrendous. Under 30 from three is terrible. Under 50 true shooting is gross. But one steal, one block, 16 and seven. There's some good numbers. He's a willing enough three-point shooter hitting 1.2 per game, which is important. But at some point, I've got to hope they go in. Good athlete, good size, good defender. Um, you know, going to compete with Isaac and Akiki and all those sort of guys for minutes. Well, not those sort of guys, those exact guys in Orlando. And you hope that if a shot comes along, he can push up to be better than those guys, especially better than Akiki. Um, but I do worry that the shot is going to be a persistent problem for him, not to the degree it is for Barnes or even to the degree it is for Giddy, but he doesn't bring the other skills the same level that those guys do. So last mock at number nine, we had the Kings selecting Jonathan Kaminga. That decision's been taken out of their hands now. So at number nine, they are going to take Keon Johnson who I had at seven last time. Insane athlete, Keon Johnson from Tennessee. 
Um, shooting not quite there. I do think he's got some hope. He's got more hope of being a shooter than, say, a Scotty Barnes. He's just really a, a quite raw prospect who you bank on the athleticism coming to the fore. You bank on the defensive ability being there. He's like more of a he's more of a six four shooting guard slash small forwardy type rather than a three four player. So a guy that you can put say next to a Tyrese Halliburton and uh, De'Aaron Fox on the wing there, replacing Barnes at the three. Um, eventually, that's the hope. He's still young. He's only nineteen. I'm not fully convinced on Johnson, but I think the upside and the potentials there. I think he can develop into at least an average NBA shooter, which would be a pretty big win. Given where he's uh, given where he's coming from at the moment, and yeah, just pretty new to basketball as well. At this point, at number ten, last time it was Franz Wagner going to the Pelicans at number ten. Just a real, um, real solid contributor right across the board, and we're going to keep it the same. Wagner's going to go at ten to the Pelicans. He's a really good defender. He's a pretty good shooter. He's a solid passer. You can see his numbers up on the screen there. Just solid numbers across the board. Two-year college player at Michigan who put up some, uh, you know, again, solid, impressive numbers, solid shooting, good wing player, good rotation piece, someone you're very, very happy to have on your team. And at number 10, getting a strong rotation piece, even though there is pretty limited upside, but being a good wing defender and being a good shooter on the wing and being a good passer on the wing and being a good connector on the wing, it's all really valuable. And I think getting Wagner there would make a lot of sense for the Pelicans. That's why I've done it for two mock drafts in a row. Now, the next bunch of guys, there is a lot changing in terms of where I had them in the draft. But before I get into that, I'm going to tell you about Built Bar because it is the best tasting protein bar ever. What's your favorite Built Bar flavor? Because there's heaps of them. They bring out limited time flavors. We had the grasshopper flavor not long ago, but they've got the nine delicious ones in there right now. Raspberry, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's something for everyone. If you don't know what your favorite flavor is, or if you just love them all, get a mixed box, 18 bars. Nine flavors, two of each flavor in that box. And best of all, not only are they great tasting and they taste like a treat, I love them, but they are also healthy. They are good for you. Most of the flavors are 17 grams of protein with 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and just four grams of net carbs. Some of the other ones up to 180 is the most you get 180 calories in a bar. And they taste unbelievable. So get that flavor that you enjoy. Get a whole box and enjoy a delicious treat that's doing good for you. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your first order. The promo code is LOCKED15. For 15% off at Built, actually not Built Bar, Built.com. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all of that action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball and your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Use our promo code LOCKEDON, go to the website and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. At number 11, the Charlotte Hornets. Last time they selected Usman Garuba. They're going big again, but they're going with a different European big man and they are taking Alperen Sengun from Besiktas who I'll put up on the screen. He won the Turkish League MVP with absolutely ludicrous numbers. 19 and 9, 1.3 steals, 1.6 blocks, 70 true shooting, 27 usage. Just unfathomably good numbers for Shengun. Defensively, we can have some concerns about him in the NBA, but that offensive production is impressive. Like think Yusuf Nurkic type um, NBA production as a, as a ceiling type thing. He's not Jokic because he's not that passer, but... 
could he look in the shooting needs work? I think that can come for him though as a 79% free throw guy. Yeah, Shingun, I'm pretty interested in seeing what he can do. Um, and that sort of European Turkish League MVP pedigree, it doesn't come along very often. To see a bloke at the age of 18 dominating that league and putting up those numbers is not something that you see every day. So Shengun, to me, he's had a pretty big rise here. He went at number 16 in my last mock, and I'm really, really turning on to him more uh, as we go along here. So he comes in there at number 12. This next bloke, I really don't know what to think about him. At last time at number 12, it was uh, Roko Prokacin. Uh, I'm changing that one here, and I'm taking Jalen Johnson, who went at 13 last time. Now, Johnson's got that ability as a 6'9 forward to be a pretty good passer. And I think that's a really good skill that opens up so much. I don't know or I don't think he can shoot at all. Having that passing does open a lot up for him, but the shot or the lack of even um, willingness to shoot is a real problem. Defensively, I'm, I'm pretty good with him. Um, offensively, again, the passing is good and some of his finishing is good. There was some character stuff and the fact that he had to leave the team early is somewhat of a concern, but I am pretty excited about Johnson. And I just... Could he be out to the top 20 if I redid this? Maybe. Could he be a top six player? Maybe. Like I, I just I just don't know where to really place Jalen Johnson here after what was a somewhat disappointing season in college for him. At number 13, last time the Pacers in my mock draft took, uh, took Jalen Johnson. He's, of course, not available now. So we are a bit of a rise from where he was drafted last time, where he went at number 19 to the Knicks in my last mock, and that is Sharif Cooper out of Auburn. Just an elite-level passer who shouldered a gigantic offensive load Giggity. in Auburn. And I do think that while he's not going to be able to do that in Indiana, like just having that passing ability is key. Now, he is woefully undersized. Yes, he measured 6'4 at the Combine. If he measured 6'4 at the Combine then I was going to say something very uh, inappropriate, but I'm sure the kids wouldn't appreciate that. You know what I'm going to say. Anyway, if he measured 6'4", then there is uh, something wrong with their rulers. That's what I was going to say. He is uh, six foot at best, I would guess, but an absolutely elite uh, scorer. Sorry, elite scorer, elite passer, but cannot shoot. He finishes at the rim, and he knows how to draw free throws already, which is a huge skill. Great free throw guy, but cannot shoot at all. So size is going to be a problem, Defense is going to be a problem, and shooting looks like it could be a problem, but that singular skill of passing is enough for him to be in the lottery here in this mock draft for me. To finish off the lottery, at number 14, the Golden State Warriors. Last time they selected Davion Mitchell. I'm less interested in Mitchell at the moment. I'm falling off of him. Um, I just worry about the age. I worry about the size. So... I'm going to go with a guy. There is zero chance he's going to get picked here in real life, but that's fine. This is my mock draft. It's not what I think teams are going to do, and that's Roko Prokacin. 6'9 forward who has some shooting concerns of his own, but he's hyper-athletic, very good passer as a four. A barnes Prokacin 3-4-4-5 combo moving forward in you know, four or five years' time could actually work pretty well. It's a really strong passing front court with some you know, good finishing ability. The shooting mix is a little bit off, but the Warriors don't care. I'm sure they'll be looking to package some of these players in trades anyway. So Prokacin comes in. He averaged 13 points, playing for Sabona at age 18. 50% shooting, not a good free throw guy, so I do worry about his three-point shooting overall. I think he's a solid enough defender, but it's the passing that's interesting. The rebound numbers are really good as well for Prokacin, and I've got him going at 14. I'm not 100% convinced on that. 
Um, but that's where I sit at the moment with my mock draft. So that's the lottery done. Let's move on now to selection 15. This is the Washington Wizards. Last time they selected Jaden Springer. But this time a guy has fallen down from number 11 in my um, in my mock draft 2.0. So he fell down from number 11. So I am going to select Usman Garuba, the center from Real Madrid. He's not particularly big, but he's already a very high-level defender. Defended at a high level in the Spanish League at age 18 as a center. The numbers are absolutely underwhelming. Five and five, half a block. True shooting of 56, like they're not good. I don't think he's got really much hope of developing a reliable three-point shot, but as a defensive player who can be a solid finisher, uh, I think there's plenty there to like about Garuba. You've got Gafford, you've got Bryant around. Garuba can come in, I think, and probably in the end up you know, taking some of Bryant's minutes because Bryant's defensive concerns. You can limit a time for this guy to develop. I don't think you can play him at the four, but just I think he's too good. Part of the reason I had him here, I just think he's too good to let him slide any further down the list. So you take him. You're not saying, well, we're set at center with Gafford, with Len, with Bryant. Like, they're fine, but they're not, you're not set. And if Garuba develops into a good starting center, then you've got him. And if he doesn't, then, oh, well, you're at pick 15. So Usman Garuba goes at number 15 to me. At number 16, well, number 16, uh, sorry, not number 15 to me, number 15 to the Wizards. 16, last time I had Shengun going to the Thunder. He's off. So now we're going to go with Zaire Williams out of Stanford, heading to OKC. Much like Jalen Johnson, one of the players, I just do not know what the hell to expect out of him. Terrible college season, some poor shooting numbers. He just looked out of place at times, but came in with a really high pedigree. Now, a lot of these guys that struggle in college with high pedigrees tend to suck. Nasir Little, Cam Reddish, it doesn't suck, but he's not as good as his high school pedigree. So I'm a little bit cautious about where Williams should sit in a draft. Um, but I think taking a fly here for the Thunder is worth it. Hopefully they can work on his shooting. He works in, in, in alongside Dort and Baisley at the three and the four type areas. Uh, and you just hope that he can start to recover or rediscover some of the form that had him so highly regarded coming into the draft or coming into uh, college. So last time at number 17, we had, or I had Corey Kispert going to Memphis at that number 17 pick an established shooter. We're not going to change that up at all here. We're going to go with Kispert going to 17 again, going at 17 again to Memphis. Kispert, an older player, 22 years old, 6'7 uh, forward, elite three-point shooter, just an elite shooter. Look, 19 points per game for Gonzaga. Hit almost three threes. That's what he's going to come in to do. He's got decent size and a great defender, not a good ball mover. Um, he's a shooter. He can score. And the Grizzlies need a guy that can shoot and can score. And that's what uh, I think Kispert's going to bring to this team. So he goes at number 17 to the Grizzlies, the same as the last mock. We've got the next bunch of guys are all different. In fact, I've only got, out of my next 13 picks, I've only got two uh, picks the same as my uh, as my previous mock draft. So a little bit of change going on here. At number 18, it is the Oklahoma City Thunder back on the clock, and they are taking Jaden Springer, the 6'4 guard out of Tennessee. Already a really good defender. Springer needs some work offensively. Um, I think he can become a good shooter. 81% from the line is encouraging. He did, really didn't take many threes. He hit him at an okay level, but he didn't take too many. That's got to improve. I think defensively, he's got value already. And I think he can become an efficient scorer and an efficient point guard overall. And just another option for them after drafting Giddy, getting Springer in, you know, having Maladon there, having Jerome there, just to see which of these point guards can push forward to become um, a starting caliber guy. It might not be any of them, but you're giving yourself plenty of opportunities 
to figure out who that's going to be. Last time at number 19, the New York Knicks took Sharif Cooper. He is gone. He is off the board. Um, so we're going to go here with Davion Mitchell out of Baylor. Now, I would have considered him at Memphis. I could have considered him at OKC at 17 and 18, but I don't think the age profile fits what OKC is doing. I don't really think he makes a ton of sense in uh, in Memphis. But for the Knicks, we know that Tom Thibodeau is going to want established guys. Not that he plays rookies necessarily, but you know, Mitchell is a little bit older. He can defend well, which uh, Tibbs is going to love. Part of the problem you have with Mitchell is the size. He's only 6'2", so can he guard anyone outside of point guards? The passing numbers are good. Not sure he can be a full-time point guard in the NBA. Uh, I worry about the shooting because he's never been good at it, apart from as a senior, and his free throws still suck, so I'm not convinced he's going to be a good NBA shooter. He might be. I'm just not convinced he's going to be that, but he's going to go here at number 19 to the New York Knicks. Number 20, the Atlanta Hawks hold this pick. Last time in my mock, they selected Zaire Williams. He is off the board already, so we're going to have to dig deep into the into the picks here, me as Travis Schlenk, into what we're going to do with this selection. And I'm going to take a guy that didn't even make my first round last time. He's jumped way up my list, and that is Miles McBride, Juice McBride, out of West Virginia, a 6'2 guard, a very, very good defensive guard at this point, showing some shooting ability, some playmaking ability. 81 from the line is encouraging, almost or over one and a half threes, almost five assists, two steals. Some really, really strong numbers from McBride. And again, getting to come in, backing up Trey Young, Backing up you know, behind Kevin Herter, Bogdan Bogdanovich, a defensive guard to come in. You can pair him with Trey Young as well, I think, at times. Uh, if this was to be the way that the draft went, I think McBride, probably an oversight from me not having him in the first round last time, but he's jumped way up my board to number 20 here to go to Atlanta. Number 21, last time this was, or it still is the Knicks. This is the Knicks pick. But last time at 21, they selected James Booknight, the guard out of Connecticut. This time, they are not selecting James Booknight. They are going with Bones Highland out of VCU, the 6'3 guard who really, he's just a big, he's a scorer. High usage, 30% usage, 60% true shooting in college, hit three threes per game, can be a really good defensive player as well, almost two steals per game, 20 points per game, just getting someone in there. In that Alec Burks mold, I guess, the, the role he played this year as a solid enough three-point shooter, a good defender, which will help Tom Thibodeau. He was not going to play uh, much initially, I wouldn't guess, but uh, Bones Highland coming in at number 21 for the New York Knicks, just filling their, some of their need for some guard play. At 22, last time the Lakers took Trey Mann. Mann is still on the board, and I did really consider going with him here. In the end, I went with more of an upside selection for the Lakers. Um, not that Mann isn't a huge upside guy, but I think this next guy has a lot of upside value, and that's JT Thor, who went much higher in my last mock draft, but Thor goes at eight, uh, 22 to the Lakers here. Last time he went at 18 to the Thunder. Thor is a, like a 6'10 power forward with some really high-level athleticism and your really good level defensive stats that he's able to put up, as you can see on the screen with those blocks. I think there is room to expect him to be or improve as a shooter, which is going to be awesome if he can do that. But sort of at the moment, sliding in behind Anthony Davis, you know, looking to take Markeith Morris's minutes as we move forward in a couple of years' time and develop into a starting caliber power forward who could play alongside Anthony Davis, I would think, uh, eventually. 
Um, and just taking that upside flyer on a guy like that. Now, at number 23, the Rockets have 23 and 24. Last time they picked Kai Jones. This time they're picking Kai Jones, the 6'11 power forward center out of Texas, who's got some really high-level athletic ability. I worry a little bit about some of the rebounding stuff, about some of his defensive work. Low usage um, player, but I, I think, you know, again, we're looking at upside at this point, and I think Jones is worth worth a look here for Houston at 23. They are also on the clock at 24. Last time they picked Cam Thomas in at this pick 24 spot, but instead they've had Trey Mann fall down to them. So Mann is going to be the guy that we go with here for Houston. At number 24, Trey Mann goes to the Rockets at pick 24. Guard out of Florida, six foot four, two years in college. Averaged two threes and 16 points per game. Shot the ball pretty well. 58 true shooting. Not like a number one playmaker type, but they did you know, take Jalen Green, so maybe they can sort of work together. Kevin Porter's in that mix. I think Mann ideally is going to be a backup guard in the NBA um, as a nice little spark pluggy type scorer. He's, he looks small, but he's only he's 6'4", so he's not that, that small. So there is a little bit of size there with him, and I don't think he's a horrendous defender. I think there is uh, hope that he can become an okay defensive player. But we're going to go with Trey Mann at number 24. Now, at number 25, last time the LA Clippers went with uh, Chris Duarte. Now, he is still available. We are going to go in a different direction. I'm going to take Charles Bassey out of Western Kentucky. Bassey goes at number 25 here to the Clippers, a guy that's had some real injury problems throughout his NBA career. Also, college career, my my bad. 12, uh, 12 boards, 18 points, over three blocks. But the production is absolutely undeniable. 64 true shooting, high usage. You know, Serge Ibaka, DeMarcus Cousins, they're not the answer at center. I'm not saying Bassey will be, but a Bassey-Zubats front court rotation mix over time, maybe. He's 20 years of age. He's 6'11". He's more center than forward, I would say. Um, but just that production, that rim protection, good rebounder. I think some ability to maybe develop something of an outside shot. So Bassey goes at number 25 uh, here to the Clippers. Got a few picks left, so let's roll through those ones now. Um, at number 26, the Denver Nuggets. This guy has slid down my draft board, and that is James Booknight. The 6'5 guard, really good instant offense scorer type of guy. I think he can develop into somewhat of a passer as well. Murray's obviously going to be out, so I'm not saying that Booknight's going to step in and start straight away, but with Morris and Campazzo and Barton maybe not being there, who knows what they're going to do there. You know, there is an opportunity for Booknight here. I think Denver has to go with a guard in this spot pretty much yeah, at all, in all times. They went with Bones Highland in my last mock, so they're taking Booknight here. So I think it's a really good um, really good opportunity uh, for them to get a, a scoring guard who can shoot threes, uh, can be high usage if necessary. And I think we're a little bit, yeah, you're underwhelmed by those passing numbers. I do think he can be a better passer than that. Um, Connecticut weren't uh, great at generating assists as a team in general. So number 27, the Brooklyn Nets. Last time they selected Greg Brownie Brown Browner at that spot. Now he is still available, but I'm not going to go with Greg Brown in this position. I'm going to take a guy that has slid down from his original draft slot, and that is Cam Thomas who went to Houston last time in my mock. i got Cam Thomas going here, just a scorer. 23 points per game, two threes per game. Um, handles a high usage. You could just come in and be that bench guy when you're surrounded by Bruce Brown or a uh, yeah whoever else the hell they're throwing out there, Timotei Luawu Cabrero, perhaps. Um, don't need to play him big minutes immediately, but you know, a little bit of scoring insurance if Harden's hurt, Kyrie's hurt, which is always a big possibility. So Cam Thomas... 
At 19 years of age, I don't know what the hell else he does outside of score, but this Nets team seems to be just going all in on offense at all times. So, hey, why not? Just you know, give yourself another scoring option when uh, when some of those other guys are struggling or they're hurt or they're out or they leave or they retire or whatever. Just develop Cam Thomas as a younger scoring guard option. We've got three picks left now. Number 28 is the Philadelphia 76ers. They're always looking for shooting surrounding Simmons and Embiid. Simmons might get traded. Who knows? He might be traded by the time you listen to this podcast. I have no idea. But we are going to go with arguably the best shooter in this class, and that is Trey Murphy out of Virginia. He's a bit older, but he's a 6'9 guard, 21 years of age. True shooting of 67%. He hit 93% from the line. He's a good three-point shooter. He's a solid defender. The defensive stats don't really show up as big, but he is a good defender, hyper-efficient, and he just goes out there. He's got length, and he can replace like a Furkan Korkmaz. He can replace long-term a Danny Green. I think it's an absolutely amazing fit. I don't know whether Murphy actually falls this far in the draft, but if he does, Philadelphia should be all over it, and that is what I've been all over the last two um, two mocks. Two picks left. I'm changing both of these picks from last time as well. At number 29, it is your maybe NBA champion Phoenix Suns. I don't know. At the time of me recording this, I'm recording this in advance. I don't know the result of the NBA finals. So maybe the Suns are your NBA champions. I don't know. Anyway, uh, at pick 29, they are going with Isaiah Jackson, the forward slash center out of Kentucky, six foot ten, a guy that you might be able to play next to DeAndre Ayton. Probably not with a lack of shooting, but yeah, good from the line. Maybe there's some room there. But a, a pretty good defensive big man, 2.6 blocks at Kentucky is a really strong number, um, highly efficient. Maybe if he just comes in and he's the backup to DeAndre Ayton, they need that guy. So I think uh, Isaiah Jackson works pretty well. Pretty well in that position for the uh, for the Phoenix Suns, just a guy to come in and provide some big man minutes. And then we go on to our last selection. The Utah Jazz are there at number 30. Last time out, they went with Marcus Bagley out of Arizona State. Bagley is not in this draft. He's one of those players that fell out of my mock draft. It's, uh, he's fallen out. Greg Brown's fallen out. Josh Christopher, who went at 29 uh, last time, has fallen out as well. And uh, we're going with Chris Duarte. A six foot six, 24-year-old guard, very good shooter, um, can handle the ball and pass a little bit, just giving another option there on the wing so you don't have to play George Niang all that much uh, or even you know, cut down some of the Clarkson minutes at times or yeah, Ingles as he's getting older. Duarte can perhaps move into that role, um, just can come in and be a ro- and don't need to see any Mel Mayer Erne minutes. Duarte can be that guy almost immediately as a solid shooter for the Jazz, and that does it for my... Third mock draft of this process. I'll be back next week and do some more, but we've got more prospect profiles to come in the coming days. So just uh, stay tuned for those. We'll do more mocks next week. Um, Let's recap the mock draft. Starting at one, Cunningham to Detroit, Jalen Green to Houston, Mobley to Cleveland, Suggs to Toronto, Moody to the Magic, Giddy at six to the Thunder, Barnsley at seven to the Warriors, Kaminga at eight to the Magic, Keon Johnson at nine to the Kings, Franz Wagner at 10 to the Pelicans, Shengun at 11 to the Hornets, Jalen Johnson, 12 to the Spurs, Sharif Cooper, 13 to the Pacers, Brocation, 14 to the Warriors, Garuba, 15 to the Wizards, Zaire Williams, 16 to the Thunder, Kispert, 17 to the Grizzlies, Springer, 18 to the Thunder, Mitchell, 19 to the Knicks, McBride, 20 to the Hawks, Highland, 21 to the Knicks, Thor, 22 to the Lakers, Kai Jones, 23 to the Rockets, Trey Mann, 24 to the Rockets, Bassey, 25 to the Clippers, Booknight, 26 to the Nuggets, 
Cam Thomas, 27 to the Nets. Murphy, 28 to the Sixers. Isaiah Jackson, 29 to the Suns. And 30 is Duarte to the Utah Jazz. And that'll do it for me today. Don't forget, follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app while on YouTube. Thumbs up, subscribe down below, click the little bell, and leave your comments. Tell me what you thought of this mock draft, guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.